Hello, hello. This is Laura Camacho from Mixonian Institute. This is the Speak Up podcast, and this is episode 50. It's about getting comfortable with uncomfortable conversations, and there's three tools. And I want you to know that this podcast is about all about more successful conversations, whether it's with yourself, the people you work with, or public speaking. And today we're ta- tackling a uh, an uncomfortable topic, uncomfortable conversations. I heard this talk advising women how to multiply their earning power. It was from self-made billionaire Anne McKevitt, who's British, and she insisted that you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that was what motivated her to start jumping out of airplanes. For you and me, that may mean having an uncomfortable situation. I actually heard that interview a few years ago, and it was on the evening after attending my first networking event. It was a lunch where I had felt, in in the beginning of it, quite uncomfortable. You could actually say miserable, and wishing I could just get out of that place as fast as possible. Now you fast forward from then to a few weeks ago, I was preparing a webinar on the topic of toxic people with guest expert and friend Cindy Borelli of Keystone HR. And in our conversation, I realized that part of the problem with working with toxic people is that it gets so much worse when you don't confront them early in the work relationship. And I'm sure this applies outside of work too. So in other words, Working with toxic people are just difficult people. It gets worse when you don't have these uncomfortable conversations early on. So this is what we're going to talk about. Get comfortable with uncomfortable conversations. When you don't, when and, and I, I don't like these either. I just know that like eating broccoli or taking or working out is just something that you need to do. Not having or a distaste for uncomfortable conversations has ripple effects, bad ones like uh, not you don't get better terms for your new job and actually failing to negotiate when you get a new job. The lifetime earnings that you are leaving on the table are tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, Another negative effect, you can be drowning in work instead of getting help or pushing back a little bit. Or you could be saying yes when you want to say no or vice versa. Or you can be failing to establish boundaries in a work relationship. But in listening to Anne McKevick speak, uh, I realized that I hadn't finished with that lesson. And it's true. It's something you, it's the project of the lifetime. Uh, Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is frankly uncomfortable and you just have to keep doing it. So to borrow from comedian Jim Gaffigan, who's one of my favorites, this is precisely why people don't talk about Jesus. And I'm not saying you need to talk about Jesus in your career, but it's just an example. Uh, You do have to keep doing things that are uncomfortable at first if you want to reach your goals and rescue your dreams. It's just part of the process. So number one, to get comfortable or less uncomfortable with these kinds of conversations is to get clear on your purpose. And when I teach this, I teach your objective and a super objective. So think of this uh, this way. The objective is what do you, what outcome do you want from this conversation? What's the immediate outcome? And now 
Let's say it could be that you want to get a raise or you want somebody to stop a certain behavior or you want to ask for something that like a day off or something you're afraid might be rejected. So that's your objective. So the, what is the super objective? And that term super objective, I did not come up with. It was actually from this uh, Russian theater trainer, Konstantin Stanislavski. He's very famous in the theater world. It's what is the longer term uh, objective? That's what your super objective is. So it could be like you want to be a stronger person. Like that's why I do kickfit these days. You know, punching is something that does not naturally attract me, but I can over, I've been doing it for several months now and I can see and feel that I'm a much stronger uh, person. A super objective can be that you uh, want to build a relationship with a certain person, or if you have a relationship that you want it to change, or you want to change your relationship between you and an organization. So that that's your super objective is like your longer term goal for this conversation. In my own case, as Mixonian Institute grows, I find I have to manage different people asking for my time on the same days. You know, in other words, avoid double booking myself, which means having to say sometimes no to an object. That would be the objective, but insisting that I want to keep the client relationship, which is my super objective. So sometimes it can seemingly be in conflict that your objective wants one outcome and your super objective is a different outcome. If you write down these things, write down in advance your objective and super objective, that helps you clarify. It's kind of like the battle and the war. You may lose a battle here and there, and also that in realizing that can take some of the pressure off the objective. It's like just carrying out the conversation, just having the courage to broach the topic is in itself a victory, even if you ask for something and you don't get it, because you win the super objective, which is becoming stronger, being more clear, um, having a better relationship. This is a super important, uh, helpful concept. So any the outcome of any particular con conversation may not be exactly what you want, but it's going to move your super objective in the way you want it to. That can involve the nature of the relationship or perceptions about you. So in any, in any case, just having the conversation regardless of the outcome, having it in itself is a win for you. So that's number one. Get clear on your objective and your super objective. And number two, act as if you were relaxed. And this is something I've struggled with so much. And when I think I'm relaxed and people are like, would you just please just relax? Because these conversations are not relaxing. So you have to take actions to lower your anxiety, because if you lower your anxiety, you're going to lower the other person's anxiety. Uh, so there's things you can do with your body that tell your mind to relax. And it's not like you, it's, a, it's a tranquilizer, but it will definitely help. So one of the things you can do is to breathe in slowly, exhale slowly, count to four, and repeat. So this is a good thing to do while you're waiting for the meeting to begin. You can also take a look at your body and see if you can put it in the position of a relaxed person or how do you put your body when you're relaxed. 
and then detach from the outcome. And this goes back to our first point. Realize that regardless of how this particular conversation plays out, you're, be you're becoming, in the process of having that conversation, a stronger, more effective person, and you will be inspiring people to other people to do the same, to follow your example. And then number three, this is an excellent tool for all communication, and it's a tool of contrasting. Nancy Duarte teaches this. You, you teach this in this taught in comedy and acting, and, and I teach it in my communication workshops. It's, so contrast is when things stand out, like black and white, red and blue, floral and stripe. And then for this particular case of uncomfortable conversations, this is my favorite contrast. This is what I want, and this is what I don't want. And that's in the beginning of the conversation to make clear to the other person so that they don't become a, a defensive or they don't jump to conclusions. So here's some examples. I do What I want is for us to work together well. I don't want to feel like we are disrespecting each other. Or I want to get clear on how we're going to work together. I don't want to be dictating to you or feel like you are dictating the terms to me. Another one, I want you to be successful in this role. I don't want you to be held back by a blind spot. So what's the immediate upside to using these tools? You become a stronger communicator and that makes it easier for you to say no to people when you want to, when they're asking for your time and energy. It makes it easier for you to ask for what you need at work. It makes it easier for you to negotiate better, and you just become so bold. It's really not even funny. So for your action, I want you to think about what uncomfortable conversation do you need to have, and just make it small. I mean, you can start like I did with asking for no ice in your water, and you can start by asking for things, negotiating things, or saying things before it really matters to you. So when the stakes are not as high for you, it's a lot easier. So I encourage you to go out and look for an opportunity for an uncomfortable conversation and you're going to become so much stronger as a result. Remember that we have coaching and training services at Mixonian Institute all with a communication frame of reference. That's uh, whether it's communicating with yourself, with communicating with other people, public speaking, and please visit our website at mixonian.com, spelled Emma's and Mary, I-X-O-N-I-A-N.com. Have a great week, and I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.